What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about increasing mobility, specifically in our low back, hips, and our neck. Today's episode is inspired by the top three mobility complaints that I get with clients, and that is their low back feeling stiff, their hips feeling stiff, and their neck feeling stiff. So today, we're going to talk about exactly what is mobility the difference between mobility versus stability and why we need both. And we're going to talk about the top three complaints that I've been, ex- about, that I have been hearing when it comes to mobility and what we experience is some tightness and some stiffness, which are our hips, our low back and our neck. And of course, I'm going to give you some movements to help with those specific areas so you can start implementing it into your everyday life. So let's get started. First off, what is mobility? All right. So mobility is the ability for that joint to move through a full range of motion or a given range of motion. All right. When it comes to stability, that is the ability of a joint to restrict or resist movement. When I like to explain stability, something that I feel like is easier for people to grasp is thinking about core stability. One of my favorite core exercises is pal-off presses that we can switch up, make harder, make easier, make more challenging, depending on just the position that you're doing it in. But pal-off press, along with other movements, and essentially every full body movement, requires you to work on core stability. You're having to resist movement. As you're pulling that band away from that rig, away from the wall, your goal is to resist that ability for that band to pull you back towards it. So I will put an example up into the notes of the pal-off press and what I was talking about. That's actually not one of the movements I'm going to provide for you later, but for you to get a better idea of what the pal-off press, if you, pal-off press is, if you don't already know, and how this is how we start to train core stability. All right. Now, we do need both. We need mobility and stability. There are two important factors when it comes to recovering from injuries as well as preventing injuries. Too little movement, so having you know a limited amount of mobility or a limited range of motion, or too much movement without stability, such as those who are hypermobile. You're right. Maybe you're super flexible. You can um, bend your thumb back to your wrist. You stand and you overextend with your knees. Things like that. Having too much movement and not having stability can increase injuries and stiffness in the body, all right? So as we've been talking about mobility and stability and the differences and the definitions and what they are, but we do need both in order for us to be fulfilled, all right? So there are certain parts in our body that is meant to be mobile and there's certain parts that are meant to be stable. Parts that are meant to be mobile, and I'll just go over a few of them, our upper back is meant to be mobile, all right? Our hips are meant to be mobile, And our ankles are meant to be mobile. The things in between those are meant to be stable. So our knees are meant to be stable. Our low back is meant to be stable. As well as our neck is meant to be stable. Now, I know you're probably thinking, I thought we were going to talk about mobility in our neck today. 
We are. And we're going to talk about that because most people coming to me are experiencing um, a limited amount of mobility, a limited amount of range in their neck. Their neck feels hella tight, hella stiff. They feel like someone needs to dig in there. They feel like it needs to be cracked. Or, which is so unfortunate and bad, they have been popping their necks themselves because they feel like that gives them that much relief because it feels so tight. The movements I want to provide you later, you're going to notice, aren't stretches for your neck. We're actually working on deep neck muscles. We're working on our upper back, our shoulder blades. We're working on different parts around that neck in order to loosen up or create more um, for you to feel better in that neck region. So I want you to pay attention to that as we go forward. When you're seeing certain providers and you um, present to them the complaints that you're having, you point to your neck, you say how stiff it is. You point to your low back and how tight or how painful it is. Most of the time, they're specifically focusing on those areas. And you can essentially feel better with all the neuroreceptors we have in our skin, the reason why when something hurts, we want to rub it, we can have some type of touch and make that area feel better temporarily. However, we're not getting to the root cause and we're not going to fix that problem long term if we're only paying attention or only focused on those areas. For example, when a client comes to me with low back pain, or low back stiffness, because we're talking about mobility, right? Low back stiffness, they feel like they need to create more mobility or stretch out their low back. We do do some work on their low back, but I also look at their hips, and I see how mobile their hips are. Can they move in external and internal rotation? I check out their hip flexors, those tight muscles in the front, that pesky psoas. I check out those muscles in the front to see, what's your core doing? It could be the lack of core stability. It could be the lack of um, um, of hip mobility that could be causing your low back to be painful because it actually already is more mobile and it's more unstable when its job, as you mentioned before, is to create stability. So that's one of the main reasons why some of these moves I'm going to give you later, like we were talking about with the neck, they may not be stretching out the neck or stretching out the low back. They're going to be working on areas surrounding those joints. So working on tissues that are connected to those areas. Another example is our neck. We get so many people, as I mentioned before, who feels like their neck is so stiff and needs to be cracked. They pop it themselves, dig in, get this knot out, all the things. But as I mentioned before, it is only offering temporary relief. If you want something that's going to change for the long term, figure out why that neck even feels stiff and try something else besides stretching out that neck. The movements I'm going to provide for you later for your neck are things that are going to involve your upper back and things that involve us starting to move our shoulder blades and other muscles that are around our upper back and mid back so that they can start being engaged. They can start being activated and strengthened. And you will notice how that neck stiffness starts to go away. All right. So I hope I didn't nerd out too much, but I wanted to give you guys an explanation as to why, especially those that come into my office and come under my care, that even though you're presenting to me with the low back pain or stiffness or the hip stiffness or the neck stiffness, that we're also working on things above and below and other tissues that are surrounding that area in order to solve that problem long term. All right. So as we mentioned before, we talked about mobility. I told you what mobility and stability is, the difference, and also why they work together and why we need both of them. Last but not least, let's talk about those top three complaints that I've been receiving for clients, and let me provide you with those movements. 
Number one thing that I get, and actually I'm saying number one, but these are in no particular order. These are just top three. But I get a low, a lot of low back pain, a lot of low back stiffness, all right? Like we mentioned before, we may be experiencing that stiffness or pain in that low back, like we need more mobility in that area. But actually, I'm looking below at your hips and seeing how mobile those are, and I'm looking above at your upper back and seeing how mobile that is. So one movement that I provide for those who are having low back stiffness, one is the cat-cow. So being on all fours, having a band, specifically a banded cat-cow, so you can feel each segment. I want you to feel each vertebrae as you can as you go through that flexion and extension pattern. Next up, I mentioned that we are going to address what's above. So the upper back, that thoracic spine is what lives above our low back, and we're going to work on extension in that area. At times with us sitting down more, we're flexed over in this poor postured position. So our low back feels like, oh man, I have to hold it steady. So adding in some thoracic extension, some upper back extension, honestly has us working on the opposite direction. And you may notice that once you kind of clear up and get more mobility in the upper spine, that the low back seems to calm down. And last but not least for the low back, one of my favorites is the lat stretch. You can do this on the floor with a bench or like a couch. You can do this at your desk. This is one of my favorite movements because it affects all the way from the pelvis up into that shoulder. It spans pretty much our entire back. So on a superficial level, we always start with, you know, doing some cat-cow, getting it moving, and then stretching out that lat so that we can start addressing the things that are deep to that lat muscle. So those are three movements for your low back. They're going to help when it comes to the pain, the stiffness that you would be feeling in that area. As always, I'm going to tag those at the bottom in the episode notes, okay? Next up, our hip. I know some of you are experiencing tight hips, which if you stay tuned or follow us on Instagram at Resilient Spine, I have something that I may be dropping soon um, that is going to be involved around hip mobility and how we can increase hip mobility. So if you're interested in increasing your hip mobility because you're having tight hips or maybe even some hip popping, make sure you're following us over on Instagram because next week I'm going to release you know some details about something that I have been thinking about and something that clients and also some of my followers on Instagram have been uh, DMing about. And that has been just how tight their hips are and how they want to increase mobility. So I'll be having something in the works for that. So be on the lookout for that on IG. When it comes to tight hips, hip flexor stretch. First thing, I know that some people have their own versions of it, which are so many different versions of ways you can stretch your hip flexor. But regardless of what version you use, whether your foot is on the floor, whether that's up against a wall, whether that foot's on a bench or a chair, we have to make sure that our pelvis is tucked under, that we're engaging our lower abs, so engaging our core, and that that's where we feel that stretch happening in the front of our thigh, all right? So make sure that we're in the correct position form when performing this hip flexor stretch so that we can feel it where we need to feel it. And from there, we can add in a little bit of extension to get an even deeper stretch. All right. Next up, one of my favorite positions is sitting in that 90-90 position. So being in that 90-90 position, being able to switch back and forth as we work on external rotation and internal rotation of the hips, as I mentioned, super important, right? And then also leaning over so we can stretch out a little bit of those external rotators, those hip muscles that sit underneath our glute. So much times we think about how big our glute maximus is, but if we were to take that off, we have smaller muscles that live underneath there that attach to our hip. So making sure that they're released enough, that they're lengthened enough so that you do have mobility in your hips. 
And last but not least, let's talk about that neck. I mentioned before that the things that I'm giving you aren't going to be about stretching that neck out. These are specifically about working around the structures around the neck so we can get that neck relaxed. First thing is a pec step out. From all the sitting, our shoulders rolled forward, our pecs are hella tight. So the first thing we need to do before we actually even start working on the upper back is get the front of our body opened up, relaxed, lengthened, so we can even have the ability to activate our upper back. Last but not least, we have the Bruger hold, all right? So as we mentioned before, we've released the front which are our pecs, now we're working on the back. So this Bruger hold allows us to start to activate, bring those shoulder blades together, and honestly do the opposite motion of some of the sitting positions that we are in. Also, I want to add in one more. We talked about extension, upper back or thoracic extension earlier. I want to bring in thoracic or upper back rotation. So the last one I'm going to give you to help with your neck is rotating the upper spine. So I'll give you something like a thread the needle or something like that, as I will tag in the episode notes. I hope you found today super valuable. I hope I didn't nerd out too much. There's so much that we can talk about when it comes to mobility, stability, where we need to have it, how much do we need to have, where is it important, where do we have too much mobility that we need to add stability in. It is a whole different conversation. So I hope if you're one of those people that are struggling with mobility or stiffness in that hip, low back, or neck, like a handful of my other clients, that you take these movements, you apply them into your everyday life, and see which ones work best for you, all right? Commit to that and see how much better your body feels. As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all on the next episode.